Greetings, adventure. Welcome to the D20 Academy podcast. My name is Shallow Kunishiro, and this is episode 25, Crafting Awesome NPCs. Hey guys, welcome to today's uh, episode of the podcast. I'm, I'm really excited about this one. I've been working on this one for a while, something I've been wanting to do for a long time, and I'm finally going to be able to do it. Um, so hopefully you guys enjoy this one. Hopefully you guys learn a lot from this one. Um, it's been something I've been wanting to do for a long time. Um, basically, the main topic today is uh, making awesome NPCs. Um, where I'll give you like tips and tricks on how to do that, kind of the format you can do that, the, the, the process you can, you can go through to create awesome NPCs. Um, and then near the end of the episode, I'll branch off into my side topic, which is role-playing NPCs. Uh, that's obviously actually a pretty big topic. Um, it may actually take center stage in another episode in the future, but I just want to give some quick notes and references on it uh, in regards to the things I mention uh, in the main topic about creating awesome NPCs. Okay, um, uh, I'm really excited to get into this one, so we're going to get into it in a second. Um, just remember um, that I do have an Instagram for this podcast, at D20 Academy. Um, I'm doing lots of cool things there. You guys can expect updates and tips and uh, tons of different stuff over over the week. Um, I'm working on so many other projects and stuff beyond just the podcast that I'm really excited about, and I want you guys um, to you know be a part of. Um, so if you could just go over and follow the Instagram at D20 Academy, um, so you can keep up with all that information, as well as just share this podcast um, with people you know who might like it or enjoy it. Um, it just really helps a lot. Um, you know, being able to get more followers and stuff, so I can you know reach more people with my content. Um, so that'd be that'd be really awesome um, if you're listening to this and you you could you could help me out there. Um, but without further ado, let's just get right uh, into the episode. Okay, so I want to start with the basics, um, just real quick before we get into all the the nitty gritty details of designing um, awesome NPCs. Let me just start with defining an NPC really quickly. Um, in case you're someone who doesn't know what an NPC is, you're fairly new to Dungeons and Dragons or role-playing games in general. Um, basically, NPC stands for non-player character, and PC stands for player character. So, um, hopefully, if you're listening to this, you have a basic knowledge of, of Dungeons and Dragons, how it works, or at least tabletop role-playing games. Um, there is one player who is the dungeon master or the game master. Right? They run the game. They control the monsters. They, you know, kind of facilitate the story and such. And everyone else. Uh, plays a singular character who goes through the story, right? And they all they they form the party. Um, so they are all PCs, right? They are player characters. Characters run by one one player. They have like a full character sheet, all that all that good stuff. Um, every other character in the story, the 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 monsters and villains they fight, the shopkeepers they talk to, the family members they run into, whatever it is. Um, every other character in the story is an NPC. Uh, an, a non-player character, and they are controlled by the dungeon master um, or the game master. So that's what an NPC is. Um, and, you know, NPCs covers a lot, right? Because every other character except for PCs are NPCs, non-player characters. And in the course of, you know, a typical campaign that can span, you know, two to five years, there's going to be a lot of NPCs, right? Possibly, like, even hundreds of NPCs that show up uh, in the course of a campaign, as as the, the the party is traveling to different locations, meeting different people, facing off against different villains, all that stuff. Um, so, uh, NPC is is a really big topic um, because it refers to you know so many different characters and monsters and all that kind of stuff. Um, so I, I'm just going to be focusing a little more 
on um, not really like the monsters or like beasts that, that, that the party may fight or engage in encounters, but more like, you know, humanoid characters like elves or dwarves or humans that they may encounter um, that, you know, may take a big part, uh, take, take a major part of, of the narrative, may play a very small role in the narrative, whatever that is. Um, now, there is tons of material and information online um, with tips and tricks on making cool NPCs, um, other people online, other content creators who love Dungeons and Dragons like me um, have been putting out resources um, for years about you know how, you know wanting to help people create um, better NPCs and more realistic NPCs and all that stuff. Um, so go ahead and you can go out and listen to those as well. Um, I you know I only have so much information and experience um, from from when I've played the game. Um, but I bet so many other creators out there have learned different things from playing the game and have different tips and have different information that they can provide to you that would be really helpful. So don't just listen exclusively to me and to this episode when it comes to creating NPCs. Um, it's a huge topic. There's there's a lot of different things you can talk about within it. Um, and so, you know, if if you really care about making really cool NPCs and making them realistic and all that kind of stuff, um, definitely go out and check out other resources online um, because I know there's tons of other uh, tabletop role-playing game, uh, uh, Dungeons and Dragons in particular, content creators who, you know, have been putting out videos or articles and, and stuff um, about this particular topic. Um, so yeah, I may fail to mention some things, um, and you may be able to find those, um, you know, and, and different point of views from other content creators. So um, for sure, go go ahead and listen to those guys after you're done listening to this episode. Um, if, if you care about this topic and want to learn more. Um, one thing I also want to mention is that there is a short, like, chapter or section um, within the Dungeon Master's Guide, the DMG, um, about creating NPCs. Um, for players who are coming into the game uh, new and who have no experience or very little experience with tabletop RPGs or Dungeon Dragons in particular, um, I do think that this chapter uh, or this section of the uh, Dungeon Master's Guide is lacking. Um, I think it's only like five pages long. Um, it it kind of just sets down the very basics of NPCs and provides a bunch of like tables for like randomized quirks and appearances and names and stuff. And the tips they provide are meh, they're okay. Um, I think tons of the content uh, and the books that Wizards of the Coast has produced for 5th edition have been phenomenal and amazing and, and I, I love the stuff that they're creating over there. Um, but I think in particular, for new players, the, the chapter and section in the Dungeon Master's Guide on creating NPCs and running NPCs um, is kind of lacking. So, if you are a new player, if you're a new Dungeon Master who's a little confused about NPCs or wants more information on them, um, yeah, I would say definitely branch off away from the Dungeon Master's Guide um, because I don't really like the information they provide there. And uh, here's why I'll, I'll get into that now um, in kind of my second little topic here about randomization. Um, randomization is uh, appears in multiple different instances within D&D and tabletop role-playing games um, in general. And it's, you know, whenever you have to randomize something, right? A name or an encounter or an item or whatever it is. Um, now, me personally, this is my personal opinion, um, as someone who's played the game for a while... Um, just what I, my preference, I don't like randomization in any aspects of D&D. Um, I don't like randomized names. I don't like randomized NPCs. I don't like randomized encounters. Um, I, I think 
okay, well, here, here's why. I think anything that is randomized, um, and definitely if the players know that it is randomized, takes away from the game, takes away from the narrative, and takes away from the immersion. Um, I think the D&D in, in particular, and, and I guess tabletop role playing in general, um, they have, they're about the story. They're about the narrative, right? Certain groups prefer, you know, to be more lighthearted and silly in, in, in their campaigns or whatever. That's fine. Some prefer to be more serious and in-depth and love the emotional role-playing moments and all that. That's fine. Uh, some people just prefer to just do lots of combat and chucking dice, and that's fine as well. But it, it, though I, I believe that different playgroups and different kinds of people enjoy different aspects of the game and can get different things out of the game, um, that's great. I, I don't think there's a way of playing the game that's better than any others. Um, but I think even beyond all of these different preferences and play styles um, of the game, the narrative and the story takes the forefront, right? That's the most important thing. Um, just because... Dungeons Dragons is about telling a story with your friends, right, as you go along. It, it, it's about the story. Otherwise, nothing else matters. Combat doesn't matter, or the deep, intense role-playing moments don't matter um, if, if the story and the narrative, you know, aren't there. Um, that's why people keep coming back, right? Um, to play the game or to watch your game if you're streaming it or whatever. Um, and when something is randomized, it takes away from the narrative and the story, um, and it makes it less realistic and less relevant, um, and it's just there to like prolong the game or is there to uh, make up for a mistake that the DM made because they didn't plan or anything like that. Um, I think randomizing things is, you know, not like it's not the devil. It's not the worst thing in the world. Um, but you know, you know, definitely for like dungeon masters who don't have tons of time to to do planning every week and such, sometimes they have to use randomization. Um, just during their sessions to, to make up for some things they didn't plan and stuff, and that's fine. But definitely when it comes to, like, random encounters, um, and th or just, like, random events and such, um, I just, th they are not relevant to the story and the narrative or the characters or anything. They're just there for the, f for the sake of being random and just for having substance, um, and I don't really like that. Um, I like it when, I, this is more, once again, kind of just my personal opinion, I like when the game um, is, you know, planned out and cared about to a certain extent, um, so that things that happen in the story and to the characters and whatever matter and are relevant, um, and randomization takes that away, um, very much so. Um, I was a player in a campaign, um, and the Dungeon Master... Um, kind of had this system, um, obviously, you know, Dungeon Masters run games differently, and, and they have different styles of play and stuff, and I, I understand that, um, but he had this thing where every once in a while we'd, like, roll, everyone would, like, roll a dice, and whatever we rolled would, like, determine if, like, an earthquake would happen, or, like, a, a certain kind of monster would jump out and attack us, or whatever, right, just, just a randomized thing, um, and I really didn't like that, because, it took away from the story. Like in my mind, I was like, "Okay, let's get on to the next thing. Let's continue this adventure. Let's get on to the next adventure. I want to see what happens with this plot point. I want to see what happens with this character." And it's getting stalled by weird, random encounters and weird, weird, random events that are just there for the sake of being random and just for the sake of something being there. And I think that that takes away a lot um, from the immersion in the story. And um, 
you know, it, it takes away from the fun because I, you know, we as the players care about the storm, we care about what's what's going to happen and stuff. And when that is stalled or or just made very very amateur by randomized tables or randomized things, I think it kind of takes away from that. And the dungeon master's guide in this section on NPCs just provides tons of tables. And I understand some of that is for inspiration, um, you know, to to give dungeon masters some some concepts of, you know, different quirks or you know to put on their characters or different ways their characters can appear and all that kind of stuff. But I think the whole idea of, of, of these tables kind of pushes the concept of randomization. In the moment, they run into an NPC, roll on these tables to create a, a wacky mis, you know, conglomerate of different like quirks and pieces to create an NPC in the moment, and I don't think that is really... The, um, I, I, I just don't think that, that that fits very well into the narrative and, and can take away from the immersion and the fun of the game. Um, keep in mind, a lot of this is just my personal opinion, um, you know, just because kind of of, the, of my preferences in the game, um, but I think in general, just the whole randomized thing doesn't doesn't work very well. Um, now, for throwaway NPCs, for NPCs that you didn't have to plan, um, but that just show up in the campaign because of some some decisions players make, some randomization is fine. But once again, you a lot of the NPC that you create, even if it's in the moment, needs to make sense make sense and be relevant to the campaign. Okay, if you are in a city where the majority of the population is elven, um, and they meet an NPC, don't roll in a table to see their race. Most generally, just make them an elf, right? Um, and give them the accent of that region of the world. And, you know, give them a hairstyle or clothing style that fits the culture from which they, they come from, or the culture that's most prevalent within this region or this city. Don't roll on randomized tables for these things. Because it makes this this weird thing where NPCs that the players can encounter can be like anybody from anywhere and that aren't relevant to the story or the location that they're at. But to immerse the players into the story and to immerse the players into the world, make you know the NPCs that they encounter, even the ones that are, that just have to pop up that you have to make up on the spot because of decisions that players made, um, it you know relevant to to the region where they add to the location they're at to the story that they're at. Um, so that they feel more immersed into this world that, that is realistic and makes sense and all of that. Um, but one thing that I do, you know what I mean, uh, is, is just, I create a quick list of names, um, human names, elven names, whatever it is, or just basic names in general, that if I ever need an NPC, I can just quickly cross a name off and give the NPC that name. Um, because once again, there are going to be moments where you have to create up an NPC on the spot, but, you know... Hardly any of that should be randomized, I think. I think most of it uh, should be, you know, you just the way you describe how they look and how they sound and, and all that stuff should be pretty relevant to the region where they're at and to the narrative that, that they're a part of. And also, uh, you know, you should have a prepared list of names or whatever. On the back of the regular Dungeon Master's screen for 5th edition, there's like these, there's like three tables to roll on randomizing a character's like name. And those are awful if you've ever tried to roll on those. The names sound super weird and dumb and <laughs> strange. Uh, and that's because no one would ever have a, such a weird name. of like It's like a conglomerate of like three different syllables and pieces, and it's really weird. Um, just have a list of names that make sense and that like are cool names that are relevant to like the region that they're at or the race of the, of the NPC they're encountering that you can just use um, on the fly. Um, and don't roll randomly on their appearance. Don't roll randomly on their quirks. Um, 
just describe a character and roleplay an NPC, a character that, uh, you know, is, is relevant to the, to the plot and to the region or all that kind of stuff. Um, okay, I, I think I've talked on that um, tangent enough. I, I think I was going a little long for that one. I'm so sorry about that. But that's just one of the things I think that the Dungeon Master's Guide um, in this particular section doesn't do very well. And I think gives the wrong idea to new Dungeon Masters on how to run things. Um, once again, though, if you do use randomized things or whatever, hopefully I didn't offend you. I'm not trying to attack you or anything. Most of that is just my personal opinion. Um, but I think in, you know, th this episode is about crafting, um, you know, awesome NPCs and making cool, interesting, memorable NPCs. And part of that is creating NPCs that make sense and that are relevant and that immerse players in the world. And I think that's a part of it, is making things not as randomized, Okay. Okay, next I want to talk about the process. Um, now, all Dungeon Masters have their own creative uh, processes when it, and methods uh, when it comes to creating NPCs. Um, and I don't want you, uh, as a Dungeon Master, to ever conform to a process if it doesn't fit your style. If it's not the way you, you work creatively and, and the, way you, the way your brain works, um, the way you map things out and the way you work on things, uh, the order in which you, you do things and all that kind of stuff... Um, do what fits you know what what fits for you best and and how your how your brain works and how your creative energies work um i i don't think that you should ever have to like feel forced to follow uh, another another you know person's processes or, or or methods in creating things if it doesn't really fit how you do things cuz it may just slow things down and make things harder for you right even if they are known to create awesome npcs or they're known to to create awesome things using this process it might because might be because it works best for them in their mind how their creative energies flow okay so so do what's best for you now that being said i do think that the process of creating an npc does matter and is relevant um, I think the thing you start with and the things you end with define the NPC, define the character. So I think those are very important, right? If you start, like, you have this thing, okay, I need an NPC for this or whatever. What you start with, whether their appearance or their stereotype or their job or role or maybe their ideal or their bonds or their flaw, whatever it is, whatever you start with kind of helps shape the rest of the character. And what you end with, the things that are least relevant, also shape the way you're creating characters and how they function in your story and, and the, their place in the narrative, right? Um, so that does actually kind of matter, the, the process and the order in which you create NPCs. Um, once again, I think first and foremost, do things that work for you the best, the processes and methods you find easiest for you. Um, but one tip I have um, is to build NPCs around their narrative role, right? What is their purpose in the story, in the campaign? Whatever that purpose is, you start with that, and everything about the NPC is built around that, right? So NPCs from a PC's backstory um, that appear in the narrative uh, to connect the backstory to the current storyline, the thing you should start with in creating that NPC is their relation to that PC, because this NPC's purpose is to connect the, the, one of the player characters' backstories into the, the current plot line. Um, and so their purpose is their relation to that PC, um, because that's important in, in making this connection, right? Um, another thing to say is you, maybe you can try creating NPCs and starting with different things that fit their narrative role. Um, once again, if it's too hard or frustrating, go... And, you know, goes against your creative flow. No problem. Do what works best for you. But, like, 
you know, NPCs, different kinds of NPCs fit different kinds of roles in the narrative and in the campaign. So when you're creating NPC, try starting with these particular things um, when creating all these different NPCs and see how that works for you. You may see a huge impact um, in how uh, relevant your NPCs are and how, how awesome and intriguing they are to the players. And uh, you may actually see, see a, a big jump um, f- from the level of quality of your NPCs um, from doing this, you know, focusing on first and foremost creating NPCs around their purpose in the narrative rather than anything else. Um, now, for my important NPCs um, that I design in, in my campaigns, this is just the way I do things and, and the way my creative energy flow. Um, I always start with the NPC's relation to the narrative, and the second thing I do is figure out their biggest secret. Um, that's just something that's just something that I, I really enjoy in creating NPCs. Um, I love creating a world full of like mystery and you know secrets and stuff like that. Um, but once again, that's just my personal preference, the way I run my games. Um, don't ever go against you know the way that you you build things and stuff because it can just make things harder for you. All right, let me talk about the format now. Now once again, plan out your NPCs in the process and format you prefer. But oh excuse me, that was my computer. But that being said, um, I think there is a valuable format you can use if you wish to help in getting down the most important aspects to an NPC and making them awesome. Okay, uh, and this is the following. Um, format that you should use in creating uh, an awesome, memorable NPC. Uh, relation to narrative. Ultimate goal. Most important vice slash weakness. Most important virtue slash strength. Worldview. Appearance. Voice. Personality. Lore. Okay? I think that's the format that you should use uh, in creating an NPC. If you really want to make them awesome and, and, and important and intriguing, um, if you wish to use this format, I, I would I would highly suggest it. Um, so just in case you missed it, and if you're some kind of foggy on some of those things, I'll break them all down um, for you here right now. Um, so starting with relation to narrative, um, I already discussed this um, above, um, but this is obviously very important as it gives a reason to why this NPC is in your game in the first place. If you can't figure out an NPC's purpose in the narrative, don't put them in your campaign because they don't matter and they're not relevant and they provide nothing um, to the campaign if you can't figure out their purpose to the narrative. Okay, so that, I, I've talked about this for, for a while already, but hopefully you understand that this is very important, the relation of the NPC to the narrative. The second point is their ultimate goal. What is this NPC's ultimate goal in life? What do they most desire? Um, now this can be like a tangible goal like money or rare artifacts or the death of a rival. Or more of like an intangible goal, like a peaceful life, or a good marriage, or being respected by everyone around them. Um, something like that. What is this, this NPC you're creating? What is their ultimate goal in life? What's, the, what's their biggest desire? Now, after you figure out this ultimate goal, um, figure out the reason why. Now, this is most likely tied to this NPC's backstory, which I'll talk about uh, later on in the episode. Um, but the reason why they want to complete this goal, or fulfill this ultimate desire, is very important because it orchestrates uh, and controls them. Uh, It it dictates the actions that they do and the things that they say. Um, The methods that they're willing to use or 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 the um, you know the 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 way they're you know the reason behind this ultimate goal or this ultimate desire really matters because it dictates how they see the world and how they act and all that kind of stuff. 
Okay, finally figure out how far along in completing this goal the character is, as that greatly shapes their attitude and outlook on life at the moment. Right, a character who has been working at trying to get fit this ultimate goal for a long time, but is is has made next to no progress, is going to be more of a frustrated, irritated, uh, violent character versus one who is um, already maybe completed their ultimate goal. Um, they're content with their life. They're happy. Um, you know, they feel more in control of their life. It, the 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 level of completion when it comes to their goal of fulfilling this desire um, is kind of important because that dictates how. Um, how how they act. All right, the next thing is the important vice. What is your NPC's biggest weakness? What is the main thing that can be used against them? Is it a loved one, an addiction, a secret? Um, every person has a vice, every person has a biggest weakness, and those who don't are bland, frustrating, and unrealistic, right? Now, once again, you want to make this vice relevant to the campaign. If it's something the party could never figure out or use against the NPC, it is irrelevant and shouldn't be this NPC's vice, right? Once again, don't put things into your campaign and game that aren't or can't be relevant to the plot or the party, okay? Um, this character's weakness, this NPC's weakness, um, should be somewhat relevant to the game and should be able to be discovered and used against them um, with enough time and energy and effort put into it. Okay, because that is, you know, once again, if they have a, a vice or a weakness that has nothing to do with the plot, that would never show up in the narrative, that has nothing to do with the party, then there's no point for that even being there. It's as if they don't even have one in the first place. So it's not just good enough to just make a weakness or a vice for this NPC. You also have to make sure that it makes sense in the narrative and that could actually be used against them. Okay, now, on the same vein... Um, is the important virtue. What is your NPC's biggest strength? What is the main thing they excel at? Is it combat? Is it manipulation? Is it leadership? Um, what is it? Now, once again, make sure this is relevant. All right, after that is worldview. How does this character view themselves? How do they view others? How do they view the world around them? Right, these questions help define a character's worldview, which in turn affects almost every aspect of them, right? Their ideals, their bonds, their flaws are all somewhat wrapped up into worldview. Right, this is the same, uh, kind of similar to their ultimate goal and all that kind of stuff. The way they act, the things they say, the things they do, um, those are all kind of tied up in the worldview and how they see the world. Okay. Next, you have appearance. Right, this is lower down the list. This doesn't matter as much as the other ones. Um, but what is your NPC's race? Right, their age, their sex, the clothing they wear. You know, how do how do they look? Um, now, for important NPCs. You also might want to give them like one or more visual quirks to help them stand out and be memorable because they may be recurring in their story and you know they serve a purpose in the plot. Um, uh, also, an NPC's appearance you know says a lot about them, where they're from, what they do, what happened in their past, how much they care about their looks, etc. Um, and appearance is the first thing described to the party when they first encounter the NPC, and it should be relevant to the character and the role they play in the narrative. Right? Once again, this is kind of going back on the randomization thing. The way the character looks and stuff, this right, this is the first thing a, a DM describes to the party when they encounter this NPC, uh, what this what this NPC looks like. It it helps define so much things about them, uh, what a character's look like, right? Just in real life, when you see someone uh, on the street or when you see someone, you know, at at the mall, whatever it is, how they're dressed, what they look like, um, you can already make tons of assumptions about where they're from, maybe what their culture is. Um, 
maybe some things about the personality, just be based on their appearance. And it's the same in Dungeons and Dragons and tabletop role playing games, right? So this is important. Don't just be randomizing these things, right? Um, make this character's appearance make sense with the character and make sense in the world, right? And be relevant. Next, you want to figure out their voice and their accent, right? What does your NPC sound like? And uh, yes, you do have to do voices. <laughs> um, this is something that uh, I think has been coming to kind of the forefront in, in discussions uh, for, for like new Dungeon Masters and stuff. One of the biggest tips I've seen that Dungeon Masters are giving to newer Dungeon Masters is doing character voices. Uh, and I, I would agree. I think this is very important. Giving NPCs voices and accents, I don't care how bad or or weird and awful these, these voices and accents are, um, I think actually does a lot to the game. Um, I'm not going to get too much into it right here, um, but giving NPCs unique voices and accents and stuff really does a lot, right? One thing is it immerses players into a realistic world and stuff, right? If you have characters, all the NPCs they encounter from a certain region have a certain accent um, that really helps immerse them in a realistic world um, because that's how our, our world is, right? Um, people from a particular region or country have a particular accent typically. Um, right, the most common is like dwarves have like a Scottish accent. Um, and this, this, this could be relevant, right, to the story, right? If, if all your dwarves have a Scottish accent or most of your dwarves from this particular like region or from this culture have uh, a Scottish accent, it helps immerse players into a world understanding that this, you know, this is a world that has different cultures and stuff, uh, similar to our own. Um, also... Having a character have a voice, um, an NPC have a particular voice and accent, um, can help players remember that character um, just based on like their voice and their mannerisms and stuff. Um, the party can easily remember a character if you begin talking in that voice again. Um, also, in scenes where there are multiple NPCs talking um, with the party, it can get a little confusing which NPC is talking when, but if you give each of them a different voice and a different accent and all of that, um, then, you know, the party will be able to understand who's talking at this moment, which NPC's talking right now, um, and all that stuff. Uh, okay. Personality. This is the next thing on the list. Um, now, the personality stems a lot from the worldview, um, but I think just, just simple definitions to figure out this. Uh, NPC's personality, are they loud, brooding, sarcastic, thoughtful, compassionate, rude? What's a personality like, right? Um... I think for me, one of the things is it's, it's a little harder for me to define a personality on paper, and it takes me uh, having to start role-playing as this character when, you know, when the party first encounters them or whatever. Um, when I first start role-playing as this character, I, I quickly understand, get, you know, get in touch with their personality and the way they speak and all that kind of stuff. Um, so sometimes it's easier for me to just jot down a few notes on what I think their personality will be, but I can't get it fully down until I start role-playing them, uh, and this may be true for some of you as well. Okay, the final thing for this format is lore, right? This is just information about an NPC that is relevant to them and their place in the narrative, right? A brief summary of their backstory, right? This backstory is typically going to be tied into their ultimate goal or desire. Interesting tidbits of information they might know, interesting items they own, just basic information. Once again, you can go off as long as you want. You can create whole backstories for these NPCs, but none of that matters unless it's relevant to the plot, the narrative, and the party, Okay. So make sure these are the most important things you have to you have to you have to uh, mark down and figure out for the lore of characters. Okay, you can totally go on and embellish the, these NPCs and give them all kind of quirks and, and interesting things in their backstory, um, but understand that these may never come up if they're not relevant to the campaign and to the party. Okay, now I want to make a note on importance. Right, one thing to keep in mind 
when creating uh, NPCs is how important they are to the narrative and the party, right? Now, in some cases, you may not know how invested this NPC will become in the story based on the party's actions. Uh, you may have an NPC and the party may choose to ally with them or totally disregard them. And maybe this NPC will appear in the next you know, few sessions alongside the party or maybe never appear again if the party disregards them. Um, that's fine. There are some cases where you don't know how important an NPC is going to be. Um, um, but I, it's also important to think about NPCs and NPCs' importance in the narrative when creating them, right? Now, the innkeeper at a small village the party's passing through will probably feature only 10 minutes of game time in your whole campaign. So there's no reason to go fully in-depth with them. The stuff about, like, their vice and, and their backstory and uh, their ultimate desire and stuff, you don't have to mark those down for the innkeeper at a small village that's going to feature 10 minutes in your story, right? I think simple things like their voice and accent, their personality, their appearance, um, I think some of that, you know, you definitely need to get that stuff down. That matters in being able to roleplay this character when the party encounters them. But um, if you think they're going to barely feature uh, at all in the campaign, you don't have to go fully in-depth with them. Go mark down all those things that I mentioned before. Um, now, once again, if this incubator becomes a big part of the plot because of some actions your characters do, the, the, the party does or whatever, then uh, you can figure out the rest of that stuff for them. Um, but obviously, there's no reason to waste time on, on marking down these deep, uh, intense things about an NPC if they're not going to feature in the story for a long time. Now, like, one of the patrons that gives the party a quest or, or an adventure should be pretty well developed, right? They need a reason for this job getting done. They should be memorable. Um, you know, they'll probably feature a couple, uh, you know, hours or so of role-playing within the game, the party contacting them and getting the job from them and all that kind of stuff, getting their pay from them. Um, so I think you should embellish them much more than, like, someone who will feature only like 10 minutes or whatever, like a shopkeeper. Um, but even then, you don't need, like, super intense information about them um, unless you think that them and their their pursuits and the purpose behind setting the party off in this adventure really matters for the narrative and plot, right? And at the far end of the spectrum, the main villain for a plot line, or even the main villain for your whole campaign, should be thoroughly fleshed out. You want to figure out their ultimate goal. You want to figure out their, their weakness, their strength, all of that stuff. That's very important um, to someone who will feature you know, a very big part uh, within your, your campaign. Okay? Um, so that's kind of it for the main topic, creating um, awesome NPCs. Um, you know, once again... The no not randomization and stuff, that's just kind of my opinion. Um, you got, you know, people play the game differently, I understand that and all that. And all that. Um, but I think cutting down on the randomization within your game can really help elevate the, the immersion and the fun for it. Um, remember uh, about the process. The things you start with matter, the things you end with matter. Um, and also that format, um, I'll just go over it once again, uh, just in case you missed it. It's relation to narrative, ultimate goal, most important vice or weakness, most important virtue or strength, worldview, appearance, voice or accent, personality, and lore. Okay, that's the that's kind of the format that I would give for, uh, you know, the things that you need to mark down for an NPC. You only need to mark down some of those, depending on how important they, they, they are in the narrative and in the plot and all that kind of stuff. Okay, guys, um, uh, I, I wish you guys all the best in creating your NPCs. Um, you know, make sure to pull inspiration from all different kinds of things, resources around you, movies, books, whatever it is. Um, 
uh, I'm really excited to, to you know for you guys to go out and create really awesome NPCs. Um, and now that brings us to the end of the main topic. I'm not going to go off into the side topic, which is going to be focused on role playing NPCs, right? These awesome NPCs that you've created. So role playing NPCs, right? This is a broad, this is an in depth topic. I'm not going to spend a, a ton of time here uh, today. Um, I kind of talked about this earlier in the episode. Um, this is a, a the pretty big, intense topic with tons of different tips and details that, that I that you know I can provide. Um, you can probably find more in-depth and important information online. Cause I'm not going to talk. I'm just going to talk about kind of briefly here. Um, but just kind of three basic tips um, to role-playing NPCs. Um, this is definitely based on if you've kind of been creating them on the format that I provided earlier in the episode. All right, the first one is to Keep an NPC's voice, accent, personality, and mannerisms consistent. Okay, once again, this helps immerse the party and the other players into the world um, and and really, you know, create this believable, realistic universe. Um, if these NPCs, every time they encounter them, they are still this, you know, they still have the same mannerisms and voice and accent and all that kind of stuff. This can be a little hard, definitely if you're jumping between voices and accents between NPCs or you don't really remember an NPC um, if they haven't encountered, if you know they haven't appeared in the campaign for a couple of sessions, so totally be you know feel free to jot down notes if you have to, um, to just to remember basic things about this NPC so that when you have to roleplay them again, you you can roleplay them uh, the similar to to uh, you know the other times the party has encountered them. Because the second thing is to always keep relevant info in the back of your head, right? Uh, when roleplaying an NPC, think about their desires, their weaknesses, their worldview. Um, always in the back of your head while role playing them, because that those things are uh, you know dictate the things they will say to the party, the way they will act to the party, all that kind of stuff is dependent on lots of things. Um, so you want to always keep these relevant, you know, this relevant information in the back of your head while role playing these characters, so you can more believably and consistently role play these characters. Now, for the shopkeeper who you haven't figured out their desires or their worldview, all that kind of stuff, that's fine. Just play a, a basic character. You don't need to figure out, once again, all this kind of detailed information about them. Um, but for characters that you have developed their desires, their weaknesses, and their worldview, and their strength, and all that kind of stuff, you want to always just keep that information in the back of your head while role-playing them, um, because, once again, that defines the things that they will say and, and the things that they will do. The third one is to keep in mind their opinion of the party. Uh, you can jot down notes during during the game if you have to, the way the party acts towards the NPC, the things they say t uh, at the NPC, can change uh, this character's perception of the, of the, the party and these characters. And you can jot down some some notes and things if you have to during the session of the way the party is treating this character, because the you know that affects the way the character interacts with the party. Once again, everything comes down to relevance, right? Your campaign focuses and stars the party, right? The story follows them. Um, and their adventures. So anything that isn't relevant to that doesn't need to be created or played out. So when role-playing NPCs, think about their relevance to the current scene, right? Um, now, the local innkeeper in a tavern within a town the party just entered may not be too important, but can still be relevant, right? Their personality, appearance, and voice can give the party info about this new location, how it functions. Gossip or stories they may tell can give the party info on adventures or dangers in this area. Just because them as as a character may not feature a, a, a you know a super big part of the story, um, different aspects about them and the things they say and the way the way they act um, can really affect the campaign and and, and the party. Um, so therefore, they still have some relevance, right? 
Um, so that's just kind of some quick information just about role-playing NPCs. Um, I, I keep my side topic short, like under five minutes, um, just to, you know, help you guys out in kind of the next step after creating these NPCs. Um, just, just some things to do uh, in, in role-playing these NPCs. Okay, that brings us to the end of today's episode. Um, thank you so much for listening. Once again, this one was a lot of fun to make uh, and, and, and talk about. Hopefully, you, got, you guys learned some things. Uh, if there, there's still so much more to learn and, and get from other content creators about NPCs and about this topic, so, so go out and look for those if, you, if you're interested. Um, once again, follow the, the Instagram at d20academy. Um, I, I post all kinds of updates and all kinds of things on there, all the different projects and stuff I'm working on for D20 Academy. Um, tons of cool, exciting stuff that I'm working on there. So if you want updates and information about that, go ahead and follow the Instagram at D20 Academy. Uh, and of course, share this with your friends and other people you might know that, you know, you think could benefit from this um, or some friends who you want to bring kind of into the game and uh, into D&D, maybe show them the, the podcast. Um, it's a lot of help to me. Um, that this, you know, for this, for this podcast to be able to grow, um, because, you know, I spend a lot of time and work really hard on these things. Um, and it really mean a lot if you guys could kind of share this around. Um, but again, thank you so much for listening, uh, and have a great day.